Hello, and welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I'm Stacey Bellward, and I'm so glad you are joining us today. As part of our year-end fundraising campaign, we are highlighting how Connected Families resources are making a global impact. I recently had a great conversation with a couple in South Africa who are learning to use the Connected Families framework in their own home with their children, as well as within the nonprofit child care village where they live and work called Live Village. I think you'll enjoy their story. Here it is. So Nita and Juan, you guys are in Durban, South Africa. Thank you so much for letting me interview you and coming on to Connected Families and talking to us about your experiences with discipline that connects with your child's heart and the Connected Families framework. So tell me about who you are and your family first, and then we'll go into where you live and what your ministry is like. Joanne and I have been married for, we're going for 12 years, and we've got two little children. Isabel is seven years old and Emma is five. And we've lived in the Boerland, which is in Western Cape, South Africa, the most beautiful part of the country. <laughs> and we've lived there for my whole life. We worked at a private school, or mostly in private schools, up until, I'd say, almost two years ago. And then we felt the move of God, the call of God on our lives, that He wanted us to step out of the boat and live a life of faith. And yeah, we've, we've known God both individually before we got together and we got married having both strong relationships with God. Yeah, so being in private schools, we've we've taught the richest and the just the best kids, the best Most circumstances. Yeah. We had everything at our disposal and then God said, right, well, we were very frustrated with our walk and we just felt like, right, we want to we wanna step out the boat a bit. We, we want to see where we can go. And then we prayed for three years. And then eventually God moved us to Live Village, which is in, in the opposite side of the country, which is a place that started by Titch and Joan Smith. It started 10 years ago. And it's a place for orphaned and vulnerable children. At the moment, we've got about 220 kids here. It's arranging all the way from babies up to students now. We've had two sets of tricks, uh, grade 12s, as we call it here in South Africa, finish school. And uh, yeah, I'm currently heading up uh, the primary school and my wife is heading up the therapy department. department. So we're very much, very much in it here. We've moved here onto onto the village and uh, we're living with the mothers, with the children. We're about probably 50 staff living on the village. So it's, it's, it's a big change. Um, We trust God for everything here. There's, she doesn't get paid. I've half my salary, so it's it's a massive walk of faith. Yeah. Wow. So you moved from teaching the richest, most resourced kids probably in your country to serving in Live Village. That's the name of the organization. There's some millions and millions of orphans in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And the teach had this vision that God gave him about to, to build this village where God is going to come and he's going to give a, a whole another way of, of raising this generation that the world has forgotten. Yeah, so it's, it's very exciting to be part of the vision and to be part of the way things are still being worked out on the village. But it's, it's also really tough, but yeah. it's extremely rewarding. We really enjoy being with the children. So recently you 
became informed and started to learn discipline that connects to their child's heart. You came, you came to know connected families. Tell me how you came to know who we are. One of my best friends, she's a mis- missionary in Kenya, Nairobi. They, they recently moved back to South Africa. And we usually chat every two weeks or so. And we just go through mommy struggles together. And I told her, listen, I am up to here. I don't know how to handle certain situations. And now just me as a, as a mommy, as a parent. And I said, I've been praying, crying out to God for an answer because we've even done a parenting course, which has helped up to a certain point. We didn't experience breakthrough in terms of just connecting with the heart of the child and really understanding where they're coming from. We, we got taught a lot of methods, but we never like dealt with the underlying issues. Mm-hmm. So I was frustrated, very, very frustrated. I literally cried out to God at night sometimes and said, please just help me, give me a tool. And then she sent me this link. So Lynn had a talk, listened to one of her messages just about parenting. And she started off <laughs> by sharing all her parenting fails and what she did, how she shouted at her children at times and, and so on. I laughed so much and I started crying because I, f- I could just so relate with her personality and I kept on listening and the, the Holy Spirit just ministered and ministered and ministered to me so much about my underlying issues and oh I just experienced so much freedom so that was a year ago and then only a year later the two of us decided we'll approach you guys and yeah we'll enroll in the DTC course. You're taking it because this relates to your own parenting of your two daughters but it relates to your positions at Live Village you know and working with the 220 children. Yes. Yeah so tell me when you first started learning about the framework and discipline that connects like what struck you as like significant after we we gave our lives to jesus obviously your whole life starts changing and now you when we got married you think about it's like okay so how are we going to discipline our children and we like oh well we got god we're going to make this thing work but then before you know it the way that you experience discipline it comes through in the way that you discipline your own children especially with nita the way that she received discipline from her mom and the way that she's relating to, especially our eldest, Isabel. So, so it's exactly the same. So that that whole thing, while we were watching the first session, so I knew she needed help. I'm more the relaxed disciplinarian, yeah. very very <laughs> chill in the house, very peaceful. <laughs> but obviously, given our um, current situation, we can't afford to put our children in, in a good school. So we are now Anita's homeschooling. So Anita's spending a 24-7 with Isabel. So you can imagine if you spend the whole day with the girls, there's a lot of tension. For me, it's easy. I go to work and I come back and then I miss them. For Anita, it's like, I've been with them the whole day. Can you just give me a break? <laughs> so it was very significant seeing the framework because her entire approach was coming hard, coming big. And loud. And loud. And Definitely. You know, I've spent, I'm, I'm like sacrificing my life to teach you homeschooling here. Can you just please behave? I feed you every single so day. Good. Just be grateful. <laughs> exactly. That yeah. is, that's the main thing. <laughs> I think she needs it. So I'm just going to do the course with her. <laughs> oh, that's how it went. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, sacrificial husband. That's wonderful. 
when I was watching it, and I, I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't expect a lot. I was like, <laughs> oh, another parenting course. Let's see what, what the Americans have to say now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> but then when they first put the framework on there, I was like, after the first week, I said, no, 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 we got to watch the first one again. And we and, did. And we did. And then I was like, this is unbelievable. It was like, so because I've been through a very tough journey at the school, so used to coming in big into a situation with the children and, and sort of, you just demand your respect, you know, look, I'm a man, I'm the teacher, I'm the principal. Can you just please be quiet now? This is me. Here I am, you know, and here it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I will never forget my first assembly. I walk into the assembly and no one wants to keep quiet. And I couldn't understand what was going on. And I sit next to this one boy and he's really refuses to listen to me. And I made so many mistakes with these children where I'd go into a situation and just blast them. You know, the louder you shout, at some point these kids then keep quiet. But <laughs> you don't achieve anything. So it's it's a work in progress. Our prayer village on how to discipline the children because it verbalizes the way that a lot of the staff that has pioneered and have persevered have found this is what works. And we've lost so many good teachers or the villagers lost so many good teachers over the years because you get here and you just, you know, you're just so shocked by everything, by the trauma and the behavior of the children that you just, you just, no one lasts more than two years because at some stage you just think, well, I, I don't, I'm not winning. So I'm just going to give up now. That's, that's literally what happens. It's too tough. It's too tough. It's literally too tough to work with these kids. For me, if I can just add personally, mm -hmm. as a mommy to my two little girls, the biggest breakthrough for me is almost realizing how God deals with me and the amount of grace that he has on me and that I do not have to ex expect perfect behavior from my children and that if my children are not my report card, that I can have grace on them but i can also have grace on myself and my parenting skills and where i'm at so if i make a mistake and i lose it um today i can actually do a do it again what do you what do we call that again a do-over yeah. do over. i can have a do-over and we can try that again and we can even make it fun mm -hmm. and i can buy time where if i literally don't know how to handle it i can quickly just go and pray Ask God, Holy Spirit, please just give me the wisdom, please help me. And then every single time the Lord comes through for me, it's to me, it's it's a parenting approach where God becomes part of the most difficult part of parenting. And he shows me his grace for me and, and, and I can return that grace to my children. And I've struggled with that for years. Isabel's seven years old, so I've, I've struggled with that for seven years. So to me, it's also literally revelational. Isn't that just beautiful? And it's it's who God is. And it, it's accessing that part of who God is, bringing it down into our daily lives and letting it transform the way that we think and then the way that we interact with our kids. That's beautiful. So let me ask you guys. So you mentioned, John, you said this, like, you're like, okay, let's sit down and see what these Americans have to say about parenting, right? <laughs> so we've got some cultural differences to go through as you learn this. So it comes 
comes from American culture into your Afrikaans culture and into your home and with your children, but then also into your work with Zulu children, which is another culture. So can you speak to the framework and how it's going from culture to culture? Have you experienced difficulties with that? Any kind of changes that you've had to make? Have you bridged those differences? I think what I'll say to that is culture is one thing, but mm-hmm. we all God's children and we all separated from God by sin. So at the end of the day, we're one human race. So if you apply God's plan and a godly way of discipline, it's going to work no matter where you are. So again, with our children, if you go in loud and big, the fight and flight, they fight immediately. It is one big me versus you. And eventually you'll see, you know, who's, who's the stronger one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but you, you won't gain anything with that child. There's just no relationship, no respect, nothing. But the moment you communicate, you're safe with me. It doesn't matter whether you're white, black, Indian, what doesn't matter what color you are. A child is all of a sudden is like, I didn't expect that. Wow. This person actually wants to listen to me. And for our children, who's experienced a lot of trauma, that's actually, you know, first time, you know, this is actually just how it should be done. You know, you cannot go in with a loud attitude where they've already, the experience of older people and adults in their lives have just been of abuse. So now when you go in with this framework, with an opposite spirit, which is not easy because it takes time. And (laughs) self-control. Um, because as a teacher, you know, we want to discipline quickly and we want to get on with it. But you're on the village with a lot of, with these children, when you sit and you spend time, look, academics is important, but let's now spend, if the more you, you use this way of discipline, the more fruit at the end of the day, you're going to see in the children. And academically as well. And that's the thing academically the more they they feel love then the academics will actually follow so cross-culturally i think it's just we we all have to thank jesus for his blood i mean the only reason why we are sitting here is because of him and we are adopted into his family so who are we to to not love children from other cultures because he loves them so And um, if I could just add to that, what I've realized as a mommy is that all children have the same needs. It doesn't matter what skin color they are. They all crave love. They crave quality time with you. They crave being accepted. And if you give that to them and you, you kind of, you're more mature than the crazy situation in front of you. You just calm and relax. Your behavior is not throwing me right now. Immediately makes them feel okay, I'm not out of control. There's somebody that understands. Then they start to calm down and they start doing it less. The, the bad behavior, it starts lessening definitely. Do you have any stories how it's played out in practical daily life? Oh, every day. I can <laughs> give you 10 just today. I mean, since we've been doing this, I do this every day at least 10 times. I get called into classes every single day. I mean, every half an hour where they call me in and say, this kid is misbehaving. They don't know the teacher. The teacher's lost control of the classroom. So usually I would walk in, boom, here I am. Everybody Mm -hmm. sit down, shut up. I'm here. (laughs) Now I walk in calmly. I I first 
connect with the class and then I connect with the student that's misbehaving. And then I calmly say, come outside. I don't even recognize myself while I'm doing it. Sometimes I, I want to start laughing because of the way that I'm behaving. Because <laughs> you're so used to doing it in the other way. Mm-hmm. So two recent episodes. On Friday, Akshay, we, we lost the mother that's been with us for the longest, more than eight years. When you, say, when you say mother, you're talking about like a house mother. So you, your live village, is that what you're talking about? Foster mothers, yes, sorry. It's the foster mothers and they're in charge of like seven or eight children in each home? Uh, anything from three to six children in a home. Okay. Uh, two, two of them can be biological and yes, yeah, so they live in clusters and very much like Dulu Huts, the round formation. Some of them are built like that. So the mother that's been with us, the foster mother that's been with us the longest, she suddenly passed away on Friday. So it was a very, very traumatic incident and the village was shaken to the core. And then we had a prayer time for our older children in a, in a prayer hut or in a prayer house. And the one girl came. There were other things bothering her. And she started crying, but she's, she's very loud. She, like, loses it completely because all the trauma starts coming out. And she was actually angry at me because she didn't want me to spend time with her. She was angry at me for something else as well. And I, I just felt God say, stand firm. Just show her unconditional love. Make her feel safe. Make her feel safe. Just stay there. And she started like falling on the ground, crying. And she wanted to go outside. And she was at a stage uncontrollable. And I just kept my hand on her back and walked. Every time walked with her. And eventually she calmed down. And then she actually, half an hour for her to even start opening up and say one word. That's how traumatized she is. And that's for how many years she's kept everything inside. So I could make her feel safe. I could make her feel loved. And then just through questioning mm-hmm. and kind of guiding her, I helped her to just get the emotions out. She couldn't tell me what happened. She was it's still too traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Just to get the emotions out. And she left with a smile on her face. Beautiful. And so the change in that story is that you might have just been like, well, oh, well, like she doesn't want to be around me. And so just walked I away. nearly walked away. I nearly walked away. Because she, she was very disrespectful and I did nothing wrong, but she, she's very sensitive. So she just flips her, her mood with me just like this. It's one of the, the girls in my discipleship group mm-hmm. and uh, flips her attitude just when, when it suits her. And then I'm just constant. I'm not phased. I'm just level-headed. And then I just constantly show her that I care about you. It doesn't matter what you do. See, that's where every... Every opportunity is an opportunity to show God's love. And that's so difficult because our it, we don't want to, to do that. We want to, uh, we want the easy way out, you know. What I'm realizing, the more I'm thinking about, you know, it helps so much when you watch the, the course. It helps me process the way God's love, loving me, actually. And because I can process that, now I see discipline in a completely different light completely different life. yeah it's too. it's actually an ex i won't i mean i'm not there 100 percent yet but when you're facing a discipline scenario you must actually be excited because now wow here's an opportunity for god to come and do something in this child's life in the most unexpected and undeserved situation the child is actually 
very undeserving of grace and love at yes. that point. And then you show them that love. Isn't that the gospel? Isn't exactly. that our faith? It is just yeah. exactly our faith in action. I love it. And your story was about a girl in the village, you know, was not your biological daughter. And the thing I, I'm just thinking of is how many families, you know, when we have multiple children, there's a child that's difficult. There's a child who's struggling sometimes more than others and are harder to connect with than others. And at Connected Families, we always say move toward the struggling child, not away. So you had a choice right there. Am I going to move toward this child and stick with her through this hard emotion that she's walking through, even when it's coming off as complete rejection to you, which honestly, in our own homes with our biological kids, you know, or adopted kids or whatever, or the kids in our homes, it can look exactly the same. And we have the same choice. Yes. What are we going to do in that moment? So good. Did you have another story, Nita? Yes, I do. That's between me and my eldest daughter. So over the past few months to be brutally honest I've, I've literally built up a grudge towards her and felt so bad uh, for feeling this way towards her and I, I tried every day to treat her just exactly like I treat my other daughter but the, I, I never dealt with the underlying issue and uh, the second session they deal with the parents issues and dealing with yourself first and then God touched on uh, quite a few things through that session and i prayed about it late that night and the next morning I just asked God to give me opportunity to minister to my child and actually ask forgiveness and I sat down and I went on my knees like lower than her and I I could just ask forgiveness for for every all the words that I've said and all the times that I've lashed out in anger towards her and that I've been unfair towards her and she's actually the most beautiful sensitive intelligent sweet lovely girl that was absolutely unfair of me. And I asked her forgiveness and I started crying. Oh, shame. And she, I forgive you, mommy. And she also started crying. Mm -hmm. And there was such a connection. And I could feel like God's spirit just healing our relationship in that moment. And from that day onwards, I told her, Isabel, please keep mommy accountable. I need to go slow, slow and listen. I explained to her what that is. And she started keeping me accountable. So she would joke about it when we eat together. So I was in, in our room and I heard a situation erupting. In the living room. In the living room. Between Emma and Isabel. So I hear, so I heard Nita go in. So I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be an explosion. <laughs> They're going to get it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Nita is just quietly talking to them. And I can't even hear what she's saying to them. <laughs> and and then after five minutes, the kids are laughing and playing and there they go on again. And yeah. I said to Nita, what did you just do? <laughs> it was the most amazing thing. I said to her, that was incredible. And uh, we saw the fruit of the of that go slow um, and listen, yeah. go low, slow and listen. We saw that immediately. So, I mean, I'm not the, the angel in the house in terms of discipline. I'm also, I'm also changing my way a lot, but I'm not the main disciplinary in the house because I don't spend all the time with the kids yet. So good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and to share your story with Discipline That Connects. And we can't wait to just keep partnering with you in your journey as a family and also as professionals and missionaries working at Live Village. So thank you very much, Juan and Nita. Thank you for your time.
Thank you, Stacey. No, thank you for your time. Thank you for giving us the course for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you guys got it on scholarship, and that's just fantastic. Thanks to all of our donors for that.